BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Long Shot Podcast. I am your host, Duncan Robinson, and I'm here virtually with my good friend and co-host, Davis Patrick Reed. Davis, how are we doing? Hey, Dunk. I'm great. I'm great. It is. It's sad. We're virtual. We had a good little stint last week in New York, but we're back to our uh, respective homes. Actually, you're not. You're on the road. Um, yeah, I'm not in my respective home at all, but uh, we did have a good stint in New York. It was great to be in person. Uh, we got a great interview for you with uh, the part of my take guys. Uh, had a really good time at their studio. Um, it was just fun to chop it up with them. They're, they're good people and uh, obviously have a massive show. So it was nice to uh, collaborate with them a little bit. I had fun. I don't know about you. I had a great time. We also got to see the uh, Barstool Studios, which was a whole production. They had a green room for us, waters upon entry. You now really just took care of us. It, it, I, I think what it did is it gave us a vision of where the Long Shot Podcast needs to go. It's it's interesting that the waters are are what really caught your attention. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was like a media conglomerate with like so much production going on, and, and you're just taken back by the fact that they had waters for us. Uh, good to know. That's yeah. that's good to know. Uh, but anyways, here's uh, here's our interview with those guys. Not interview conversation with those guys. Uh, we certainly had fun doing it, so we hope you guys enjoyed it as well. We also should point out that uh, this is part two of our conversation. We went for about an hour. Part one airs on their podcast. It's out now, so you can go listen to it now. This is the second half of that of that conversation. And part one was definitely more tailored to their style, Dunk. Like they're just grilling you about hot topics, some controversial topics, just putting your feet to the fire, which is what they do masterfully, honestly. No, it was it was fun. Uh, we did a little home and home, like you said. We basically did like an hour plus uh, of content and split it up. Uh, first half on their show, second half on ours. Uh, so hopefully we're we're adding some uh, some PMT people to the community as well. So if you Ooh. are here from the first part yeah. and, and you listen to PMT, welcome welcome to the long shot community. A little different, uh, but but some similarities. There's definitely some crossover there. I think you will uh, you'll enjoy us. Uh, maybe not to the same extent or, or in the same way, but I think you'll have an appreciation oh, for what we're bringing to the table over here at the long shot. Um, if you listen to the part of my take, the, the first uh, portion of this interview, if you didn't go listen to it, uh, I just alluded to it, but we're going to, we roasted Davis the name. Oh, no. So Davis Mills, obviously for the Houston Texans, sure. uh, when he started, we were like, dude, Davis, like what kind of name is fucking Davis? <laughs> so uh, Jake here is going to uh, read you what we said. Oh, so no. that way it doesn't hurt as much. So this All is right, a Jake. quote from Big Cotton, the September 20th episode of part of my take. I don't know if I'm going to offend anyone who is listening to this podcast right now, but if you name your kid Davis, you're just asking for him to be a douchebag. <laughs> and then there was a meme, uh, everyone named Davis listening today. Do you know who my father is? Yeah. Yeah, because we, I think we basically were like, Davis, you, if you name your kid Davis, you're like, uh, this guy is going to end up being like a high-priced lawyer, or a hedge fund man manager, and just being a total asshole. Wow. 
or a podcaster or a podcaster. No, you're but but podcaster. It's like that's a you're on you're on the train. Like for sure. Eventually, you'll stop doing the podcast and then you'll go to law school. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I will say it was always nice growing up not knowing other Davises. Yeah, it's a unique it enough is, name. Yeah. Well, I think you in Kansas City, you probably had to live in like more like you know like San Francisco or sure. L.A. or like Brooklyn. I never went to school with another Davis. Really, really. Okay, which I was, feel like they're all douchebags. Not yeah, you. Which, well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. You're an underperforming Davis. You're a podcast host. Yeah, I was gonna say. But how? You're how not, yeah, you're yeah. not. You're not in the club. Yeah, you're not invited right? to the Davis barbecue. <laughs> which, it, yeah, that might be worse. Like I at least be part of my brotherhood. Yeah. Stick um, with the gang. All right. So you guys. I, I mean, what, we can just keep talking. We can ask questions. You can ask questions. <laughs> no, let's just keep but, it running. Yeah, we'll keep it got. running. Yeah. Like I guess I, I did want to ask, and I was waiting to do it on this side of the of our interview. Is like. How long have you guys been doing the podcast? A year? A little over a year. Yeah, a little how over. like how has it gone? And we're not telling you that we're pros, but we are. Um, if <laughs> like, you guys are the real deal, how how has it gone? Like, because I know it's a lot of people are like, oh, let's just do a podcast, and then they realize, yeah. oh shit, it might not be as easy as as like everyone makes it out to be. It's uh, it's been a positive experience, a net positive, I would say. Um, I think I will say there was some naivete on the front end of like kind of what goes into it um but with that being said davis has handled a lot of the legwork like behind the scenes all the prep stuff which has been amazing we don't ha quite have the uh the conglomerate that you guys have, yeah. have no green room there. yet um, yeah, no yeah green we're working room. on a green room um so we'll hopefully get that in place here in the next couple weeks um but it's honestly it's been good i, I think for me the thing i've enjoyed the most about it is having something off the court that I've like kind of been able to like lean into and have a little bit of an identity off the court and, and have people kind of understand my personality. And, you know, I'm not a huge like social media guy. Like I'm not like going around sharing my stories and doing that sort of thing or like showing people what I'm eating for lunch. So like for me, it's, it's a cool opportunity to just kind of share a little bit about my life and then also talk to like really interesting people. I'm people give me shit because I ask a lot of questions. Um, but it's gen like just generally because I'm a kind of curious person. So. What about uh, in the locker room? Is anyone like, oh, you can say this on your fucking podcast? Because I, 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 that probably was a fear, right? For sure, for yeah. sure. And I, I think that's something that I've kind of like learned and and grown through is like finding the line between like what's shareable and what's not. I think it's like kind of clear cut. Like if somebody shares something that would be like clickbait or like a headline, I'm not, I'm not out here like trying to do like gotcha stuff um but with that being said like this is something him and i always go back and forth on is like i'll say something that happened he's like dude that would be like so great and then we like kind of have to have that dialogue about like all right but do we really want to do that, that the best case the best case is like when guests come on and they just share right yeah. because then we're we're kind of like you know hands off whatever um but yeah it's 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 been a cool experience one of my favorite things has been honestly just being able to do it with him too how did you guys um, meet go ahead we went to prep school together, oh, which Davis. I know is, is yeah. Davis. That's Davis. Davis. There's Davis. There's Davis. 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 Which I think the, the prep school thing might going back to the Davis being a douchebag thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you guys are two prep well school white guys with a podcast. Long and, and it's called the long shot. We are underdogs. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is where the, this is where the uh, the That's fifth perfect. year of high school comes in. Is uh, we did one year of prep school, so I think that gives us a little bit of okay, of, maybe yeah. not, but yeah. well, you know, we were post for basketball. Yes, but. But yeah, it is. We actually joke a lot about just like long shots. We're like two kids from 
very comfortable upbringing. Yeah, you know, maybe like, a long yeah. shot. Yeah. That's funny. But I think I'm the actually the opposite of a long shot. Yeah. 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 So so yeah. So you guys get together, start doing the podcast. What was like the biggest hurdle or the biggest uh, obstacle that you didn't see coming? That when when you started the podcast, you're like, this is gonna be easy. But then you realize, wait a second. I got I got two things for you. Uh, one of them being the rift in our friendship. And I'm curious if you guys have gone through this of mm. like, you know, me and Big Cat kiss every year on January 30th <laughs> yeah. and 31st. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been pushing for that. That's actually. how we keep it spicy. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like our anniversary. It, it got to the point where like he would call me and I was like screening his calls because it's like, I don't want to talk about the podcast. Well, you work together now. Yeah, exactly. It changes, yeah. it changes the dynamic of everything. Um, and we've had, I, I should say, it was just a riff. We had a little stretch where it was like, you know kind of wearing us thin um made but we, stronger yeah we've made we've, we've worked our way through it at I, this point i think that's similar to uh when we talked about in the first uh part of this podcast on our show like the idea that a locker room like everyone's hanging out all the time i think that's that's what this is where we're we when we spend time together we actually really enjoy it because we're like on the road very similar right. but when we're home it's like all right we're, we're done working like i'm gonna go home you know what i mean yeah. i have i have kids and everything or, or like Everyone's got their own lives. So that's, I, I think it's very similar to a team like that. Yeah. And that, you know, the other side of the, uh, the challenges that you were talking about is the guest getting, like booking guests mm-hmm. has been a nightmare. Really? Why? Um, We've got somebody that you could use probably. We've been dying to get her off our hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big Mike. <laughs> Mostly yep. just because I've, I've realized that coordinating schedules and times with particularly professional athletes, that's been a lot of our guests is just not. Nightmare. How was the process with me? Fantastic. Okay, good. You were like top. You were top tier, uh, as easy as it comes, and like super flexible. Okay, which I appreciate. It. But I, actually, we wanted to ask you guys of like, because you guys do what three episodes a week? Three episodes mm-hmm. a week. I don't even. We do one a week. We do what is it like forty a year or something like that? So it doesn't even end up being one a week. But like, I don't understand how you have the guests lined up, the product, like everything, and, and I imagine you have it. Obviously, you have a team. I'm looking at a team, but like it takes some of that off your shoulders. But still, yes. When we first started, it was it was all on us. So it was you know based on our network, we would DM people, we would text people that we knew in the in the industry, whoever like was making news, we'd take a flyer, try to reach out to them. So it was that was a big part, and that was uh, it was tough for like the first year or so, and then we started to get the booking process wrapped right. around the show. And we were joking earlier about Kelly. We call her Big Mike as a joke. But she's been very helpful. Peggy's been very helpful. So we have people who are actually dedicated to doing that. Right. Also, it, it helps that this is like, despite what we look like, Big Cat and I don't play in the NBA. We're not professional yeah, it's athletes. it's our job. No. So <laughs> this is our job. And it's all that yeah. we think about. Right. So when yeah. it comes to getting a guest, if, if uh, th- there's always a chance that either me or Big Cat or Hank or, or sometimes even Bubba, Bubba has gotten a guest for us recently too. Great stuff, Bubba. Like someone's probably in the orbit of somebody else's universe where we could reach out to them that right. way if our, our guest bookers can't do it ourselves. But that's honestly been a very helpful thing that we've had is having people whose jobs it is to just get us guests. And more than anything, like you said, when we were, when we were uh, conversing and, and figuring out a time, our flexibility is a huge asset because this yeah. is our job. Right. So it's like, you can coordinate it's like, hey, we'll do it whenever. Yeah, right. like this is our job. We don't have it. We have anything else doing? Like we're, we'll we'll come late, we'll come early, we'll do whatever we want. So yeah, I also got to imagine. I mean, you guys are massive, so like people are probably coming to you also. Yeah, in terms of for like sure. promotions or whatever. Somebody has a 
TV show or, or like a podcast or a struggling podcast, you know, a lacrosse yeah, league. Yeah, like a, yeah, exactly. How often are how often are you <laughs> <laughs> walked into that one? <laughs> how often it's are not you, struggling? Yeah, this is us. Yeah. yeah. How often are you turning guys away? Like, are there people that you are consistent? Uh, I had to tell to Nick out. Adams yeah. to fuck off earlier today. <laughs> yeah. You've probably seen him on Twitter. I was obsessed with him for about six hours. He's the guy that just goes viral because he's a great troll. Um, and then he he uh, took my endorsement very seriously. He was like. I will get on the next plane and fly to New York City. No yeah, way. He, he's and been was, tweeting me about Tim Tebow nonstop. The guy's just an elite troll. Yeah. And he, he was like, he was like, oh, mate, it's a, because he's Australian. He's like, oh, mate, it's a pleasure to get the endorsement of the greatest of all time, the Twitter trolls community. And then uh, he took my endorsement super seriously, and I had to yeah. take it away from him. Yeah, it's, um, it's actually funny because it's, it's more now uh, in person or not. So we'll mm. mostly take... Almost any guess in person because in person just always better. Yeah, and so then Zoom yeah. we've gotten a lot more selective because it's just a different vibe. It's it's very it's just difficult to get the same type of interview on Zoom unless you know the person. Like, like we wouldn't make the Zoom cut. We yeah no because we, we know you. We've had you on because we just happened to walk. No, yeah, you would have. I think you would have so. be you've been on. It would, we would definitely have you on like. During the NBA playoffs. Right. Davis would not have made this. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no chance. Yeah. And with athletes, though, especially, like, ones that travel here, well, if they say, let's do a Zoom interview, like, we'll just wait till you're here. Yeah, right. Like, right. If you guys were right. trying to do this on Zoom, we would have like, been like, let's wait. Like, let's wait till you're let's here. Wait. Yeah, yeah right. But that. you would have made the cut. You make the cut. Recurring guests, people who listen to the show, who know the show, then, it, then Zoom isn't. It's more like Zoom is hard to bust balls back and forth and have it yeah. fully convey where it's like, hey, we're not actually trying to be mean here. Whereas in person, it's like we can f- unload the clip, right? Like you were, you know, like you used to do with Myers Leonard when you would play, what was it, Call of Duty or something? Uh, Wolfenstein, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's we would have made that joke on Zoom. I will say we we've actually we've definitely experienced how much better the content, the banter, everything is in person. Like yeah. Zoom, there's always that like awkward pause of like, who, is someone talking over somebody else? Is like, is it my turn to speak? Especially when you get four people in, right. like, in a that's Zoom really, chat. Yeah. It's yeah. a nightmare. It's like, yes. how do you even keep track of this? BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So let's say I'm a rookie in the NBA right now. I got two invitations. One is to go on your podcast. The other is to go on JJ Reddick's podcast. How featuring do I, Tommy Alter. Featuring Tommy Alter, yeah. good friend. Shout out Tommy. Um, how do I decide? Sell me on your podcast. Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I love JJ, so I'm gonna I'm gonna prep. Everything. Okay, so I'll go on JJ's then. Thank you for the endorsement. <laughs> I love JJ. Um, you know, I, I think I would start by saying I'm an active player. You know, I kind of have a, a mm-hmm. pulse of the league because I'm I'm in it still. Obviously, he's newly removed. He's one of these uh, old guys. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't want to come at him, but like I I will say that, and then also, and this is something you know. So we our podcast started off under JJ's umbrella, um, of, of three four two productions, and we had a great experience with them since we've kind of moved away. Oh wait, uh, you're not on there anymore? No, they got the bag. Uh, how messy was that? It wasn't. That's the thing, like. 
Oh, JJ? that makes sense now because I saw JJ on the street on Monday. I was like, Duncan's coming by, and he was like, fuck that guy. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I actually uh, had dinner with Tommy, now that you mention it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Last, I think it was last Thursday night. And he was like, hey, just so you know, I've seen, because it was also in Dumbo. Right, right. And he was like, if Duncan's walking around, it's on site. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. We had dinner with we Tommy We had dinner with Tommy last night. So. Oh. It didn't appear to be on site, but maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, like, we had a great experience with them. Um, but even when we were going through the process of, like, creating our show and how we would differentiate from them, it was like we would kind of be a, a younger demographic in that sense. Um, like, he, early on, like, he was getting older players, kind of like guys from his generation played against in high school, like, all those types of stories. Uh, and for me, I'm, I'm not. I'm still 27, so, like, I'm a lot older than a lot of the league. But, like, with that being said, for me and us, it was easier for us to tap into kind of like a younger. So if you're a rookie, yeah, as you said. You're closer. Uh, with a very promising future, I would imagine. I, I think it makes sense. Yeah, to come JJ's basically shot. an AARP right now. Mm-hmm. You're at least in my the same, same age bracket. Yes. It, it's yes. funny that you mentioned that, though, because um, I think I would personally look at you like a younger guy in the league. But is there a difference between – what have you noticed – culturally between like your generation as a 27 year old and the guys who are brand new to the league like 20 21 yeah i mean i think that i'm like young in the league in terms of years right but like i do feel like i'm older than a lot of the and i am older than a lot of these guys coming in i I think that like and i'm not trying to be like one of these old heads whatever complaining about like this new generation instagram blah blah this stuff tiktok like but I do think that all that stuff has had an influence on a couple things. One is play style. If we want to talk like on the court, like I do think that younger players, there is like this excitement around that, that clippable moment, right? Like a crossover, a dunk, whatever it is. Um, I think that kind of they've, there's been less of an emphasis on just like straight winning. Right. Um, And it's more about that. And then the other side of it too, is like everything off the court because guys have, hundreds of thousands of followers on these different platforms it's like okay they now say well this this is a business opportunity i'm going to lean into this i'm going to do this and that and this is coming from somebody who i post like strictly ad content on my instagram i love that Um, i love that it's like like just strictly you know what you're getting when you sign up here (laughs) yeah you can't complain about another ad because that's literally all this is that's all it is um but like those younger guys like the fit picks the drip like all that sort of stuff the tunnel picks like that I think is even more elevated uh, for this younger generation because it's been like glorified and talked about even more, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like actually funny enough, I think JJ had like a viral moment last year when on his podcast, he was like, Oh, you know, these young guys in the league care more about getting a a fit pick off on IG than they do about winning. I'm not going as far as that. There are really good young players in the league that care a lot about winning, but I do think that culture is like more, privy and push towards that type because they grew up with that in their environment all the time like you probably of the age where you saw the change occurring for sure but kids that are coming into the league right now that's like that's all that they've known so that's the world that they're in that we built for them it's always funny when old people complain about younger generation they're like look at these kids they're just interacting with the world that we made them live in the entire time right it's a good point i i always think that like and this is something i stole it's not an original thought but like Social media is the market's response to a, a group of people that just want to perform all the time mm-hmm. and want to have, you know, have them feel like they're the center 
of the universe yes. and, and it's their world and everyone else gets to like view and spectate. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing is when, especially when you're a high school kid and you're deemed the next whatever, great basketball player, great football player, you now have this crazy following at such a young age. And it's like, yeah, I, if I was 16, 15 years old, like when I was 16 years old, I was sitting on the bench in high school, like not checking in games. These dudes are like already anointed first round picks. It's like, how are you supposed to, as a kid, like deal with that? That's I, a lot coming at you. I always, if <clears throat> like we meet a bunch of different athletes and any athlete that has been famous, famous, like known since they were 17, 18 years old, I'm always like, I don't begrudge them for being a little different. Cause like, how could you possibly be just a regular person when you've been in a fishbowl at like your most formative years of life? So yeah. I, yeah, it's anyone who's been famous for that long. It's like, dude, you, you, you get a break from me. I think yeah. there's a trust issue there too, where if you, if you become famous at a young age, then you spend your entire life not knowing why people are getting close to you, why right. people are friends with yeah. you, a girl that you meet, what she knows about you, what her motives are, that sort of thing. Where if you have a, a point, like if you, if you have to like work towards it um, as you get into adulthood, at least you've got like a circle of friends. Like it sounds like you, you two have that yeah. like relationship from well, before I saw, it happened. I saw the potential. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, yeah, you were hanging out in the gym, like right. scouting out the best players. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this guy lunch this afternoon. We're yeah. going to McDonald's on me. <laughs> I uh, I think you absolutely make a good point in terms of when it comes later. I think you're able to have perspective over how fickle it is and how like ridiculous looking it is. Like, okay, now all these people want to take a picture, want to do whatever, just because you know whatever. In my sense, I can put a ball in a basket. But I'm I'm curious for you guys because you guys had like a later career trajectory mm -hmm. than an athlete i'm not saying i was like, actually the greatest christmas tree salesman and <laughs> soccer referee at a young age so i've been living in that fishbowl yeah, for a I love that. long time yeah. um but like what his because now like you guys are and your faces are everywhere like everybody i joke because i just look like i'm a little bit taller but like i look like a very just normal guy i think last time i was on your show you said i had an incredibly punchable face which i i took like <laughs> somewhat as a compliment um but like for you guys you guys are in like everyone knows you have the big bus like everyone knows when you're coming into a place how has that changed like your perspective on well it's been like it's it's been a slow evolution so we didn't have to deal with the uh first of all i don't i think we're famous on the internet but like fame versus you know what i mean I like know, being man. famous on the internet versus being a fucking nba player is different in my eyes very different Here, here's how it here's how it usually goes if if somebody recognizes us um there's always a good amount of them that will like recognize us and then they'll be like maybe with a girlfriend and their girlfriend will have this face on like who the fuck is that guy <laughs> then the guy will turn to the girlfriend and you'll see him explain to her <laughs> who we are and then she'll get even more disappointed she'll be like oh god and roll her eyes <laughs> oh uh, the guys i listen to while i'm showering yeah god damn it exactly yeah that's that's kind of hot though yeah. the way that you put yeah, it right? um no i don't bark <laughs> no you don't bark but it's it's been i i guess i consider myself to be like a c plus list celebrity at this point but in terms of the the evolution it was it, the way that barcel's grown the way this podcast this podcast grew a little bit faster in terms of like from day one to day whatever 100 but like i know for in terms of barstool it was such a gradual thing where it's like oh a couple people like recognize me at the bar oh a couple people recognize me at wrigley right. oh okay now a few more people and then so it's like the adjustment was built in yeah. where like i i don't understand people who ha who go from 
like they're in a movie one day and now they're a superstar. That is in, or they have a hit song. That I don't know how they would deal with. Because we had, I mean, it's been 10 plus years for me where it's like, you know, and I still don't really feel, I think also we're so, we're so accessible that the fame doesn't feel as real to people and to us. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. people see us every day. They, well, was, they see, they read us tweet every night. You know I what I mean? I was going to say, that's part of your guys, like, when you listen to PMT, you feel like you're in the room. You right. Feel like, so I'm sure people come up to you and that, like, they think that they know you. Correct. And like that, do you feel like a responsibility to engage because it's like, this is our community. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't look yeah. at it as responsibility at all. Like, if if somebody wants to take the time to come up and say hi to us and part of my take is a big part of their life and they, you know, feel like they're part of that conversation to me, that's, that's an awesome thing to have. Like I, I try above all else. I tried not to take that for granted at all because a lot of people that have been in this industry for a long time, never get to that point. And it's very meaningful because I had those kind of relationships when I was younger with different people I would listen to on the radio where I'd feel like I was part of their community or part of yeah. like their show. I was really invested in it, that sort of thing. I think that's a really special bond that you can develop. It's very strange because they're not, you know, like they're not in this room and we're not actually having a conversation with them, but they feel like they are. But I think that's a good thing that they have. I think that that's a, sure. a net positive that they're able to like connect with a show in that way. That's actually a very constructive thing. So I never try to, like I, n- I never feel a burden now there was like a few people at the uh, at the Super Bowl in LA that would come up and they'd do the thing where they'd they'd put their arm around you to take the picture before they'd even say hi. Yeah. And it, they'd like come from behind, so I didn't like even see him coming, uh-huh. and I was just getting like roped around the waist, and I turn around, there's a camera there. It's like, hey, like you can you can ask if we right. can take a picture first. Have dialogue. It's, That's it, cool. It's only two. The only two times that I get like not. I don't get upset. I'm just like, hey, I'm doing the. It's if I'm with my family or if I just lost a bet, and you know that I lost that bet, and you're coming over to talk shit, mm. then I'm like, fuck you, dude. So that's interesting because like we, outside of every game or even when we go into hotels, right? There's always people outside asking for autographs, and it's not necessarily, definitely not for me. It's mostly for like Jimmy or Bam or whatever. But like, particularly after we lose, obviously, or if I don't play well. It's like I have to fight, and I'm not always going to like sign stuff or say what's up or whatever. But if someone says my name, I always try to like have that perspective that you're talking about. Right. Of like, all right, this is the least I can do, and if this is like a meaningful moment for them, but it's hard to do that. It's it's when very you're hard in sometimes, that mental state. But you have to know it because it's like you you're living your life, and that person sees you for sixty seconds. That's right. So they they take that. And that's what they think of you forever. So exactly. it's like, absolutely. Like, that's what I said. Like, I love it. It's also very cool to be like, oh, shit, it resonates. Because when you see people and they recognize you, it's like, oh, like, people are listening. It's the tangible thing offline where you're like, yeah, this actually, people like us. This is cool. We've, uh, we've had a couple moments in Miami where actually Davis gets recognized. Yes. Let's nice. go, as Davis. A, as, yeah, a, yeah. as a co-host of The Long Shot. And it was like. I think this was, it was actually All Star Break last year. We were probably a month into the podcast, and somebody pulled up. We were like walking in uh, Midtown Miami. I don't know if you guys know Midtown, but we were walking around there, and somebody pulled up and pulled off to the side. Is that Davis Reed in the Long Shot <laughs> podcast? Oh, that's awesome! And I was just like, "This is it's all worth it." That, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. like it we, happens so infrequently that it's still awesome. Every yeah, time, you know. <laughs> 
It's like, going to happen a even, lot more now. Yeah. Actually, people are going to hear this and be like, you know what? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There are probably people walking around Miami all the time be like, yo, is that Davis? I'm not sure. Yeah. It kind of looks oh, like him. Fuck, is that DR? I think I've seen him wearing that hat before. <laughs> is that the D-man? Yeah. yeah, it's definitely still at the point where it's, you know, it ha- it's happened 10 times. So it's, I understand how it's overwhelming for, you know. You guys, yeah. But, uh-huh. what, what questions do you have for us, Davis? Anything? I really wanted to dive into your guys' NBA tiers. Oh. Because you were speaking of recurring guests. Yeah. And this guy made the list. He did. As elite an elite threes. shooter. He, yeah, he just shooters. showed me that on the way. Yeah, he yeah. did. You made I, the list. I appreciate that. But yes. I just want to know how much, you know, is there a lot of debate? On these, or is it very clear to you guys where each of these? Well, I, I, I need to make a few edits on that one because I've got I've got one or two qualms. Memes does that. Memes mm. is a, he's our tier guy. Got it. And he's just our meme guy in general. So yeah. you guys have a meme guy? No, we need yeah. one. You should get I, a meme guy. It seems like something that would be worthwhile. We're also like just getting. I, so our our sports schedule is like football, football, football. I love college basketball, so I watch football, college football, college basketball. Now, once football is gone, it's like all right. Like, I watch the Bulls, but I don't really watch the rest of the NBA. So now I'm diving. Like, I didn't know you sucked shooting this year. Um, <laughs> so now I'm diving in. So, I, yeah, we'll, we'll have some adjustments as we go here. How do you feel about the Bulls? Yeah, uh, I think they are. Well, they're awesome to watch. It's so much fun to have a team that's, like, good. And DeMar DeRozan's been in, in like, everyone. Not everyone, but a lot of people shit on that trade. And they were like, oh, that's paying too much, whatever. He's been incredibly so much fun to watch, and it's like perfect to finally build something around Zach Levine. Um, I don't think they're going to win the title, but it's like not about that right now. It's more right. I like what the Bulls did, and Duncan, you could tell me your thoughts, but like the NBA, I hate how it's a lot of times contending or tanking, and there's not a lot in between. Yeah. And the Bulls have basically what when AK came and took over the Bulls, he was like, okay, instead of like when the Bulls traded Jimmy Butler, it's like, can you win a title with Jimmy Butler as your number one? I don't know. Maybe not. But let's fucking, like, maybe we should try it. We didn't. That's pretty good, yeah. Right. Zach Levine's the same type of guy where it's like, can you win a title with Zach Levine as your number one? I don't know. Probably not. But let's fucking at least put some pieces around him to... You don't, to, you don't think they're good enough to, to win? Not this year, probably. I think the... I mean, they have a couple, like, their defense has been bad ever since Caruso. Shout out Caruso. Shout out, Cruz. Former guest of the Long Shot Pot. He's the man. Yeah. Alex Caruso. He's the fucking man. Do I think the defense struggles. And, What's and, that? Do you have any NFTs of Alex Caruso? Uh, I don't think I do. You're Maybe not a, a top fan. shot. You're not Maybe a real a top, fan. Yeah. yeah, I got the top shot. You got the top I, shot moment. I don't know how they're, they're going to guard Giannis or, or Embiid in a seven series. That's, that's yeah, the match Yeah, the matchups right. get a little tricky, and that's obviously what so much of playoff basketball is about is, is how you match up. I'm... What do you think about the Bulls? I mean, I, I was interested to hear you say that they're building. I mean, obviously, Zach has been the staple in Chicago. Right. But, like, I think everyone would agree that DeMar has been better. Oh, absolutely. I, when I say that, I mean. You mean they more went like got we're Vooch. bringing in guys. They got Vooch who he can play off of, who, okay. who, can, who, can, who can spread things out. They got a, a point guard who doesn't need to shoot in Lonzo. Right. Like, those type of moves. I, I agree. DeMar's. Mars like I don't know third in MVP but like yeah, no, if he did it right now so he has been better but Zach is the young piece that sure, you're yeah. trying to see like hey let's actually put the correct things around him and hope see this works it. yeah I mean I, I think I think Chicago's really good we played them actually on or I think we'll have played them tonight the day this release I don't know when we you guys um, got to figure out when yeah we got to lock podcast. in on that no I like that I like that keep it scattered around yeah, yeah. yeah. ambiguous you know yeah. we should just give him bad advice yeah. on purpose yeah. yes. yeah. I, I can never reach advice. um 
yeah, I mean, I, I think they're really good. I, I think that just the pieces, they, they do fit in terms of, like, play styles. I think, it, once again, like, I think they're good enough to win. I think it just comes down to matchups and, it, and who you play and the route that you get and all that sort of stuff. But, I mean, they're, they're tied with us right now for first in the East. Yeah. And, um, they haven't even been fully healthy no they haven't know, they've had a actually a lot of stretches um, it's just also say we haven't been fully healthy but you know, we've played whatever. some of the t- top teams and gotten our ass so that's part of the i just saw the stat one in 11 yeah like there against, was that stretch uh, where like the bucks killed us and then the warriors killed us it was like oh man so that's uh, you know i i think they'll win a playoff series maybe two maybe even get to the eastern conference final i'm not gonna delude myself and be like yeah, yeah they're gonna win the title this year but i'm also so pumped to watch a team that's fun to root for and like very exciting. Does DeMar DeRozan guarding him? Does it fuck you up a little because he doesn't he doesn't shoot threes? <laughs> he ha- he is super unique to prepare for because he just has such a different game than everyone else in the NBA right now. Like everyone's trended towards threes and layups and he's proven that you can still be super effective and basically shoot all non paint dudes. Um and like a lot of people thought that with the rule changes that him not getting fouled or wouldn't be able to get to the line the way that he has and he still found a way to be super productive. Um, I think he plays the game with a ton of skill. Yeah. Are you yeah. a Are you a Wizards fan? I'm not. So my policy about the Wizards is, I will not let them occupy any real estate in my brain until they are above a number five seed in the playoffs. And it's been they, a, it's been a good policy for me. They were looking pretty promising there early on. Yep, I had a, I had a lot of people being like, "Hey, Wizards, you need to start showing the Wizards some love." And I, I mean, I grew up. I went to Wizards games. I watched them on TV. But I've just seen enough of this team where I know that there's absolutely no point in paying attention to the Washington Wizards until it's playoff time and they're a four seed or above. And once until they reach that point, it's going to be the same story over and over again. So I guess I'm like. I'm I'm jaded. I'm about as jaded as jaded can be on the Washington Wizards. Does that then? So say they ascend to that point, maybe not this year. And then I'm all back in, and I'll Are pretend you, like this never happened. Like a, yeah, like a bandwagon fan. Uh, yeah, but I think that's not a bad bandwagon. It's, fan. Yeah, You're I'm just being honest about right. it. Like there's there's actually no reason for me to pay attention, or anyone for that matter, to anyone. pay attention to the Washington Wizards. Yeah. There's just not. It's like there. I I would say that they're right up there with the Kings for the most irrelevant team in the NBA. And one of the top five most relevant franchises in sports. Wow. And I, I know it sounds it sounds mean when I when I say it that way, but I'm just being honest. And I don't think that there's you can't really point at anything that would prove it wrong. Like John Wall, he was great there for a while. Yeah. But they never really had they never really put anything cohesive around him. It's always like Wall or Beal, Wall or Beal. Who are you gonna build around? Um, I mean, going back to like the uh, we had some great teams back in the 2000s, but we had most of the Pistons on our squad. The Pistons that would eventually go on to be like Hamilton, Ben yeah. Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, all those guys. But there's really been, outside of Michael Jordan, no real reason to, to pay attention to them. That was recently. a great run. Jordan yeah. in D.C. It was, it was a great run. That was a also, good Also, the name sucks. You know, like Washington Wizards. It's like a, yeah. I don't know, it sounds like a, a 90s cartoon or something. Yeah, it is a little weird. Um, I, I have a question for you that's a little bit on the serious side, though. Like, when you were going through, when you're doing this podcast, and you yeah. know that it's... Uh, the trade deadline's coming up and there's some rumors mm-hmm. that involve your name out there. Um, how, how much conversation were you having with, with the actual like front office of the heat? Were they telling you anything? Were they like trying to reassure you like, Hey, these are rumors. It's not true. Or were they like, Hey, there's a possibility 
that we might make a move? And if so, like how much, how much uh, were you willing to trust them in the conversations they were having with you at the time? Yeah. I mean, I think the, it's interesting because there's not necessarily direct communication between myself and the front office, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm, I'm not, ha- you know, going in and, and talking with those guys, Pat, Andy, um, Adam, like I- I'm not direct sitting down in office. Now what it, it ends up being is like kind of a game of telephone, right? Like through my agent or whatever. And I've now been in basically every trade de- deadline. I'm in rumors. I don't know why or what, like, or like when the Harden stuff was going on last year, it was like that I was Tyler and I were in that all the time. And uh, then at the deadline again, I was in it and the deadline this year and earlier this year, all sorts of stuff. Um, so I've gone to the point where like, I've kind of learned how to differentiate like what's noise and what's actually legitimate and also like who to listen to because you got to be selective over that stuff. Otherwise, if you're just letting everything come in through your ears, it's like, you don't even know which direction to look, right? You should because demand a trade. Whip it on them. <laughs> That's an interesting tactic. Yeah. yeah. Don't let them trade you before you trade yourself. Well, I think your name comes up a lot because you're, you're definitely one of those players that if there's a really good team, you can always be like, they're adding an excellent shooter on the outside. Right. And everybody would be like, that's a perfect move. Yeah. You, you're like an upgraded pot sweetener where it's like when you add Duncan Robinson, no, people are like, oh, okay, this is nice now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's actually interesting because... Last year, I was on a still on my like basically first deal, so I was like really considered great value, right? So I was like a really big asset in a trade of in that sense, like you know we might trade this person to like fill the salary, but then we'll throw in Duncan as you know whatever a bonus. This year, it's changed because of my contract, where now I how actually, much is it worth? <laughs> now I actually become like part of the trade talks because I can help match salaries and it's a different way. And also like, that's the other side of it too. I'd like to think is that I do will always kind of have some sort of value because I can shoot. And you know, the line is that every team needs more shooting. Right. So it's like in that sense, how I've been talked about in trades has also changed, which has been interesting. But once again, like I just try to, I listen to my agent, what he says and, and he's, does a really good job of like differentiating like he's not going to tell me a tweet that somebody did or he's not going to do this or that like if somebody that has a meaningful opinion or has any sort of like power so to speak says something of value then he would relay it but otherwise do you want us to fight for you online we can i would love that (laughs) no it sounds like you are similar to our friend blake bortles who like he he doesn't go online We'll, we'll we'll fight those battles. I would love that. Okay. You guys could be on the front lines. Yeah, you no, guys have a lot, of, a lot of credibility in yeah. those so, so tell me, who's your biggest enemy? Ooh. Who do you want us to, to look at? It's a great question. Like, you're, not telling, you're not telling the us... Rim? Do you have any candidates? <laughs> you're not telling no. us to attack, but just like someone... No, it's eye out. Keep like, on yeah, our radar. Any talking head that's just like... Sla- Davis can So here, here, here's the, the social media thing that bothers me. is like, there are people that have opinions that understand that like their tweets or whatever if they're inaccurate or misguided there's repercussions mm-hmm. right like some people have not us have built up enough uh-uh. credibility <laughs> but like you're talking about woge or like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, woge yeah bomb yeah. or right what, what yeah. are we calling the sham the sham sandwich shams bombs those guys aren't gonna like tweet out you know the miami heat are involved in whatever like there's rumors of this deal like they see what is real and they tweet it the what bothers me is the speculation 
on like limited basis. So you're talking about Jordan Schultz. <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> I actually, I, I mean, I, I like, I like Jordan. I think <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm fucking with the, him. The fascinating thing to me about Jordan is like, how does he's in every circle? Yeah, mm-hmm. or at least seemingly. How, yeah. Like, how do you spread your tentacles that? Also, if I were him, I wouldn't work. So, like, credit to him. I always am like, he's grinding. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, why are you doing this? But yeah, no, he 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 works hard. So I I know what you're saying though. Like people who are they like dip their toes in reporting. Yeah, and then like the other side of that too is you know people with relatively uneducated opinions, not like taking any shots here. Is like, oh well, where there's smoke, there's fire, and it's like, no, not necessarily. Like just because somebody tweets it even with a blue check mark or whatever mm-hmm. that there's rumors this that because they always have denied ability of oh you know well there were talks there were things but right. they ended up going in a different direction or they died down it's like who even knows what's what so who is that who are you talking about there was that bill simmons <laughs> there's nobody like direct and then the other well, side to help you, now dude. to be fair i'm gonna stand up for bill simmons here if he does like a who says no to this trade and he includes your name and he's not actually saying that you're gonna that's be true trading. He just that's say, true. He's just asking who says no. Correct. Yeah, that's just like uh, whatever podcast banter, like yeah. speculative. Yeah, um, podcasters code. You should respect it. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, we're all part of the same fraternity here. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, I mean, I listen. I don't. There's I, nobody exact. The other side of that too is like that bothers me. Is to just straight up Twitter eggs that like just spew okay we can handle those guys. i know i, I like, love burners yeah I, we can I handle them though well burners is one thing but it's just like when you're when you're actually it's not a burner like it's it's your identity but you know you have like 50 followers yeah, yeah we got those guys and, and you we got those guys in our back pocket yeah, we can easy. put them and you're like stuff them in a locker honestly we and we've talked about this i feel like a certain level of like empathy of like what happened in your day that Incite, incited you to go onto the internet Correct. and say like disparaging things about to be mean yeah somebody just show else. up and yeah. be like i'm gonna be fucking mean yeah. i think everybody ha- they have to have an outlet in their life to get angry at and some people just don't have anything and they don't have somebody maybe they have a boss that's over overbearing they're not True. allowed to speak up maybe for whatever reason they just don't have an outlet for their aggression so they just log online and they're like oh this motherfucker went five for 17 all right, all right. I know, I know where my target's at tonight. But you can tell us offline who the real targets are. Yeah, we'll, we'll get yeah. to and that. And then we'll just we'll go after them. But it sounds like you're on the, the side of the Twitter egg because you just kind of like justified their no, actions. No, I'm just I'm I'm put. You have to put yourself into the head of your enemy Got to it. defeat them. Sun Tzu yeah. said that in the Art of Sun War. Su. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's smart. Yeah, there were some. We had some defund the long shot pod campaigns Ooh. going yeah, around. We not to go back to the slump. How good as that word? Just when the really five or seventeens were going on, it was it was pretty dark. Oh yeah, no, damn! I'm, I'm oh, yeah. not taking the side of them. I I'm just saying that like, you know, people. Most of those people, if you saw them in real life, they would be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it, Duncan Robinson." I'm your biggest fan. You know, like they'd be That's happy to thing. see you. Yeah, 100%. we're gonna take care of these guys for you. I appreciate. What what else do you have for us, Davis? I have one last question. Okay, it's a new segment I just made up. It's called. Uh, Dinner table thoughts. Okay. Okay. We talked about this last night at dinner. My grandfather, Hitler, and <laughs> yeah. Michael Jackson. That's okay, who perfect. I would invite. Yeah. Myers Leonard. Oh no, you already said Hitler. <laughs> no, we talked about this last night. <laughs> I'm gonna move on. We talked about this last okay. night. If you could read a book that told you and out how the rest of your life was gonna play out. Okay. How the rest of your life was gonna play out. Audiobook? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a picture book. Okay, it's okay. a podcast, yeah. <laughs> Would you flip through it? 
Uh, oh, man, what a question. So so we actually had this conversation yesterday, and I think this is not me and Big Cat, but uh, me and Billy did. And the conclusion we came to is that it would be good. I would want to know when I'm going to die and how I'm going to die. Maybe like a month before it happened. Mm. I don't want to know this far in advance. Like, let's just say hypothetically I die when I'm 79 years old. I don't want to know now, but I would want to know when I'm 78 years old so I can get my affairs in order at the last second. So yeah. you're storing the book away. Yeah, you, you start you start doing the, the bucket list stuff right before it happens. You don't want to, like, I think that would fuck me up because I'd have too much time to think about when I'm going to die and what's going to happen. So, I no, I like I like the spontaneity. I like... I like uh, being confused and surprised all the time. I think time. that's fair. So I would, uh, I would hide the book, and then I would like, I'd pull it out every now and then and flip to a random page. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like this is what I do. And they'd be like, "Wait, stop reading this. Stop reading it." So, and it would be, it would be fucked up because I'd be like thinking about it all the time. Yeah. I don't think I would want to see how and when I die. But yeah, I would probably just flip to you know like page 88. Oh shit. Okay. Like, you, you know, you got audited that year. That sucks. Make sure you take care of that. Like, you know, something like that. Like, I that I would do, but I don't think I'd want to see how and when I die. Yeah. That would suck. Imagine if, you just, imagine if you pulled up, open the book, and it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to die when you're fucking in two years from now. But then at least you know. You can maximize yeah, I don't the, know, man. No, again, I think like one month in advance so I can like book a trip to Iceland. It'd be I can, such like, a downer. I can go, yeah, I can yeah, go scuba diving true. off the Galapagos and like just – be an absolute dickhead for the last month. Right. Get my will in order, all that shit. That's Tell fair. all the people that I hate how I would feel about them online. There you go. Uh, I think where we landed was it's unrealistic to live every day like your last. That's not sustainable. But if you uh, do, Gary V. That fair, fair. <laughs> Dan Bilzerian. Yeah. But if you knew you had two months, you could just go. You know, you could do whatever you want for two months. Yeah. That. Yeah. That is true. I'd probably just keep doing the podcast. Right, but yeah. come with a will. I would, just, I would just up my betting units responsibly. Right. You well, you like, wouldn't well, have to be that responsible. Yeah, right. Well, no, I have to say it. Do you I have, run uh, your podcast now. Do you have any, like, <laughs> any locks of picks? I know this is, like, what you guys do, but, like, whether it be No, NBA we're experts, yeah. Or, or any, NHL, maybe. Like, is there any, like, I have, that you feel really good about? Do you, have, do you still watch college basketball? Yeah. I have, I have Kentucky 25-1. to 1. I got in December. That feels good. Wow. Like in terms good. of value, that's yeah. the only. I never do that. I never that's am able to get that. What what incited that? You just I just them. watched them. It's like, yeah, it's pretty good. much. I was like, oh yeah, these guys are fucking good. I like Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, he is good. And yeah, then I do you think that Wisconsin has any chance for a deep run? Um, are you gonna be like, oh, Brad no? Davison. I think they do. I, was Brad Davidson a junior when you were a senior? <laughs> yeah, he was. He was uh, he was you definitely year. played against him, right? One hundred percent. I think I played against Brad for <laughs> two You've years. been in the league for four years. I actually hosted Brad on his visit to Michigan. That's funny. Um, which is pretty funny. And then he obviously went to Wisconsin. But yeah, Wisconsin legend. My goodness. Yeah, he's got to be like oh, first he, in games played, everything, three pointers, everything. Yeah, everything. Right? Yep. Definitely charges taken. <laughs> yes, that's mm-hmm. for, yeah, for sure. sure. Um, I think Wisconsin's good. I mean, I think their play style is like built honestly, n- not necessarily for tournaments. I think it's more. Why? Like, I I just think the way that they play, you they can, don't blow people out. Yeah, you can get beat like yeah. on it on any night. You know what I mean? But like you're gonna be throughout the course of a year, you're gonna be really, really solid. You're gonna you know handle your business, whatever. Um, I think they're good. I, I don't think honestly, I'm not like tapped in as as I should be, but I, I don't think or like final. Mm. Um. That's- Sorry. Who's I, your favorite Wisconsin player of all time? Um, who? 
Frank Kaminsky. Well, Sam so Packer. Frank and yeah. Sam, uh, I'm friends with now, yeah. but like actual like guy I thought was going to be incredible. Yeah. And you probably don't even know it. Brian Butch. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. He yeah. was a McDonald's All-American, which was so fucking funny. Yeah. He's like the, he's like a seven foot uh, white dude from Wisconsin who made McDonald's All-American. And we had another white dude. I can't remember his name. They, we called him the Polar Bears. And uh, it was just so. It was just so fucking. Where do you Where do you stand on Tyler Hero? Uh, Decommitting and then, and if we're being honest, he wasn't smart enough to get in. What are you gonna do? That's that's the lie. That's the lie. Every time. Oh, every time. Yeah, like Diamond Stone was from. um, I think he's from Milwaukee. Went to Maryland, and I was just. We all were like, "Yeah, his SAT sucked," and (laughs) they must have paid him Under Armour money. I mean, you cope. You find ways to cope. Find a way. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know how to close this because, like, you technically opened it, but now this is on our show. Yeah. Can, can we That's do an ad on your show? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Oh, yeah, go to betterhelp.com slash PMT for anyone who thinks about smushing someone in the face in a handshake line. Mm-hmm. Go to be- betterhelp.com slash PMT. Roman Slipes. I think yeah. we've done some better I think, help. Better I think help? we got yeah, better help. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys do yeah. Roman? We don't no. do Roman. We just got a request for Blue Chew. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. It was yeah. funny. We just had Carissa Thompson and Aaron Andrews on the show, and I realized when we were doing the ads for it, going into it, it's like, hey, do you guys have trouble lasting long in the bedroom? <laughs> well, tell you what, this next interview with Carissa Thompson and Aaron Andrews is brought to you by Roman Swipes. <laughs> that was a little bit awkward. Oh no, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll come back on any time. This is a lot of fun. Appreciate I appreciate you guys. it. This is me doing the professional job of actually ending. Yeah, we don't know. Do you you want to pick a number in the lottery machine? Oh, yeah, let's do that. That would be fun. People actually would love that. I definitely do. How does this work? Just pick a number. At the end of every show, I bought this lottery machine. It was like 1500 bucks from China. And I was like, I don't know what we'll use it for, but it will be a great asset. A good asset. Yeah, Yeah. right. Number 71. Duncan Robinson of lottery machine. Number 71 is out. Great asset. What do I do? So no, you just pick a number. Everyone picks a number, and if you get it, we literally just don't do anything. No, you, you just, just win. Congrats. It's bragging yeah. rights. All right, so, so you can't pick 35, 28, or 71 because yeah. those balls are out. All right, I'm going to go. Uh, what's like the – what are we up to here? One it's to 99. literally just picking a number. One to, 55. Maybe Jimmy Butler was right. <laughs> I got to go, go, go 55. 55? What about you, Davis? 14. Two. 14. All right, Hank's got two. I'm going to go 11. I'll go 22. Yeah, it's, it's Come really on. stupid. People love it, though, because they guess along with us. So we'll tell everyone yeah. we did a lottery number on your show. This thing looks legit. If one of you gets it. Oh, oh. 99. Oh. oh, wow. Jake And Jake's our stati- statistician, so. I don't know if that counts. No. Third time. It would be the third time. Wait, Davis, what'd you do? I don't think we should count No, we don't have to count it. No, let's it count back. it for them. Let's Run count it, it for them. This will count right. an official part of my case. Come on. One asterisk. Put an asterisk in there. Yeah. Wow. Oh, hey. Damn. Stick. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thanks, guys.